0: You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. Welcome to Disability After Dark, the podcast feed shining a bright light on all
1: things disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. I want to let you know all about a good friend of mine and somebody who I think you should all get to know. If you are somebody who is looking for a companionship, a friendship, or romance, I want to let you know about my inclusive provider friend, Haley Jade. Haley Jade is a 30-year-old disabled bisexual Offering online companionship for friends or romance, they have been published in Vice and HuffPost, and they specialize in working with disabled clients and are disabled themselves. Their online services start at fifty Canadian dollars, and they can be found on Twitter at Sexy Life Coach, Instagram at Sexy Life Coach, and you can book them via their website. Haley Jade, that's H A Y L E Y J A D E. Dot .ch to book on their website. Just wanted to bring that to your attention. If you're looking for a fun, sexy, romantic companion who specializes in disabled clients, Haley Jade is the one for you. Book them now. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore, they reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark, we love your show, we love what you're doing, and we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes I do, but what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you, what are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie if you want for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag, and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes ten free items on top of that, that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six... Free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer. So, to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to AdamEve.com, you're going to go to checkout, and you're going to type in Dark Pod. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm your number one disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. So, get comfy, cozy, and crippled, and let's get today's episode started. The first thing I want to say before we get too too started on the episode is that I am sitting in my brand new power chair. I'm so excited because I finally am sitting in a chair that I'm comfortable with. I've been trying out new chairs for the last couple years, and the the couple new chairs they gave me just weren't working out for me, so I am really excited to be sitting in my Permobil F500 wheelchair. It's one of the newer, like, the, the tech said it was the hot rod of, like, wheelchairs, which I feel like is what they all say when they're trying to sell you a chair, but I'm or sell you on the, like, comfort of a chair, but I'm sitting in it today, and I am so excited about it, and I just think it's really great, and I just wanted to share with you that I'm sitting in my brand new wheelchair. Yay! Brand new chair day! I always think that brand new chair day is like Christmas, and or disabled Christmas rather, so I'm feeling kind of excited about being able to sit in my new chair the last few days. And what people don't realize is when you're sitting in a power chair, driving around in a power chair for the first few days when you've never driven in a new chair, even if you've done power chair driving before, it's a skill. You really have to learn how to how lightly to touch the joystick, how to do turning all over again, how to go fast and not, like, jolt to the chair. All this stuff you have to relearn whenever you get a new chair. So I'm really excited about my new wheelchair, and I just wanted to share that with you. You know what I would love? I'd love it if the Disability After Dark listeners would write in for Minnesotans, tell me about... The first time you got a new mobility device or mobility aid and what that was like for you and what the first few days of your experience in your new mobility aid was like, whether that be a wheelchair, whether that be a manual chair, whether that be a walker or a cane or some other kind of mobility aid. I want to hear from you in letters what kind of um what what your first few days were like. So you can send that to disabilityafterdark at dot com. And we'll put it into a Minnesota or something. Cool friends. First thing is first. If you are listening to this show via the Patreon feed, that means you're getting the show one day early, and you're also you got a cool shout out for me. And so, if you want to get the show one day early, completely ad free, you can head over to Patreon.com/disabilityafterdark and pledge as little as one dollar or five dollars a month to keep this show going. I really, really appreciate all your support, and if you want to pledge, that would mean the world. Or you can also leave a review wherever you get podcasts, and that would be really helpful too. So, just uh, let people know that you listen to the show. Thanks, friends. I'm actually really excited about today's show, because I've wanted to do a show like this. In the whole four years that this show has been on the air, I've wanted to do this. And finally, it came through. I am so excited for the show today, and let me tell you why. On the show today, I sit down with my brand new friend, Autumn. She's a 15-year-old sophomore, and I'm really excited to sit down with her because I've wanted to talk to a teenager about being a young person and being a teen having disabilities, and what all that means for them. And Autumn is somebody that follows me on Instagram, at 8 and loves everything I post. And, was, and the minute I the minute I posted for stories from young disabled people to talk about their experiences being teens, she was the first one that was like, I'll do it. So that's really cool. And I, you know, I did a show, I did a series a couple years ago that didn't really go very far, but I did one called When I Was a Disabled Kid, um... And I just love talking to you know, to people about their disabled hoods. I think that's really awesome and really cool. And Autumn and I sit down and talk about her experience with spinal muscular atrophy and her experience being a power wheelchair user in high school and how a lot of that's inaccessible. We talk about her experience with bad AIDS and bad PCAs. And there's so much more we discuss here. But I really... Really enjoyed sitting down with the next generation of disabled people, and that's kind of who Autumn is to me. She's the next generation of disabled people, and I loved hearing what it was like to be a disabled teenager because I was a disabled teen back in the early 2000s, and I was, you know, it was a totally different time back then. So, hearing from Autumn what it was like to be a disabled teen and kind of how things around accessibility haven't really changed too much. Um, even as a teenager, and kind of things around ableism haven't really changed too much for her. It was really nice to kind of go back to my teenagehood self and talk to somebody with disabilities who was a teenager. So I'm really excited to bring you my interview with Autumn, being a young disabled sophomore, and talking about that with her. So without further ado, here's my interview with teen disabled awesomeness autumn right here on disability after dark autumn hello hi hi i'm so excited to have you on disability after dark and it's such an exciting moment to have you here because i know how much you love my instagram feed and how much you're like you're into it which makes me feel super nice but also I am really excited because in the four years of me doing this show, you are the first real live disabled teenager that I've spoken to on the show. So, wow. Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Like, Andrew Garza, you're like my idol.
1: No, 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 no. That makes me feel so nice, but also like super super awkward in the loveliest way because i don't know i just put out the tweets and i hope people like them and sometimes people do and sometimes they don't so like the fact that you follow all my stuff and are really into what i do is super super cool that i remember when i asked for new stories you were one of the first people that was like i want to make your show so it's really cool that we're finally sitting down together um but i love all the stuff that you're doing and all the stuff that you talk about and so i want to I wanna have you introduce yourself to the audience and introduce yourself to Disability After Dark. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what your disabilities are, how they how they impact your day, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so I'm Autumn and I am fifteen and I have spinal muscular atrophy type two. And I love to read, like reading is my favorite sport. <laughs> and Reading is just amazing. I love music and just, like, the normal teenage stuff.
1: What kind of music are you into right now? What are, um, the kids, what are the kids listening to today that is, like, cool?
0: I don't listen to most music like kids listen to, but, I mean, like, I don't know, just, like, everything. I don't like country, though.
1: I mean, it has its moments where I can get into it, but not usually.
0: Yeah, sometimes, yeah.
1: Um, tell me a little bit about a bit a little bit more about how SMA plays a role in your life. So
0: SMA basically affects every muscle in my body, including breathing, eating, and swallowing that stuff. So I have a bunch of like machines and equipment to to like just keep me out of the hospital. So I have like a feeding tube, a ventilator, cough assist, suction machine, best nebulizer, like, everything.
1: And those are, like, do you, and you know, that's, is that, like, that sounds pretty common for me as, like, a, a wheelchair user and somebody with complex disabilities, so all that stuff sounds really like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah. like, as a teenager, being 15, does all that stuff feel, how do you feel about all that stuff?
0: Um, well, I can't really have any, like, sleepovers, because, like, you know, ventilator or feeling of that stuff. So. But, I mean, I've grown up with all these stuff. I got my first equipment or machine at the age of two, so I just grown up with it
1: so it's literally become like second nature for you,
0: yeah, basically, but and I then, wonder
1: like why couldn't you have a sleepover like why why do you why not?
0: I don't know, it's just like I don't know, like I feel like people might think like weird about me
1: I mean. I mean, I would think that they should be happy that, that all that stuff keeps you alive, and so they should want to sleep over with you. And knowing that that stuff is on is actually good because it means you're not. It means you're yeah.
0: Safe.
1: So, like, do you feel like? And this is a question that I totally didn't write down, but I kind of want to go off on this tangent because I love it. Now, do you, I? When I was a teenager too, I didn't really have a lot of sleepovers. I, I. I loved the idea of sleepovers and I love the idea of like hanging out with your best friend and talking all night and like doing all the stuff that you see in sleepovers. Do Do you, would you kind of want that too? Do you feel like that's something you're missing out on?
0: Yeah, sometimes, but I know SMA causes a lot of like fatigue and sleepiness within my body. So I go to bed super early and I sleep between 12 and 14 hours each night,
1: so. Wow, you're a marathon sleeper. <laughs> um, but don't worry, when you become an old person like me, you also want to sleep for a long period of time. So you're actually doing something that most adults would, like, love to do. <laughs> so, so don't worry. It's, it's cool to sleep 14 hours a day. Believe me. Us adults really wish that was something we could do. Um I want to talk to you more about teenagehood because I remember what that was like. Um, can you share with us a little bit for you what it's like to be a teenager these days with disabilities particularly? What is it like to be a disabled teenager today? And can you just share more of your perspective on that, things you feel about that?
0: Yeah, well, I know it's hard to fit in a lot, like at school... And that stuff because people are like they stereotype and then like they like just like kind of like avoid me or they like barely talk to me at, at school.
1: Oh really? I mean that. Happens, yeah. that happened when I was a teenager and I would hope that 20 years later all that stuff would change. I mean that sucks that that sucks.
0: Yeah I mean but I do have two really good friends so that's good but yeah
1: good I'm glad that like you do have some friends like so so when I was a teenager I really wanted to have like a big friend group and do all this like party stuff and do all this stuff is that something you wish you had access to or you're okay like you're okay just being on your own
0: um I like having a smaller friend group but I wish I could go out And do more stuff like go to the high school football games and like the choir oh my god i can't talk the concerts and like all that stuff but unfortunately since sma causes so much fatigue i can't stay up that long so yeah
1: i would you know so wherever you go to school if they're listening to this i would petition your school to have earlier events
0: Yes, I'm going to start a petition next year to get accessible lunch tables.
1: How do you mean? Like like lunch tables that you can fit your cherries?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: wow, they don't have Instead that of, already?
0: No, I mean, kind of, the only places that I can sit is at the end. Not where, like, all the other people sit. And yeah,
1: up. so you're way far from all the conversation.
0: Yeah, so... Um, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post, but I I also have a friend at my school. He doesn't go to my school anymore, but he also has a form of muscular dystrophy. And so we went to the park and they had accessible lunch tables where two wheelchairs can sit side by sta- side Yay. next to an able-bodied person. So I'm like, oh my God, we need this at this- our school.
1: Yeah, you do. I'll sign that petition. Like when that goes around, send it to me and I'll put it on my Instagram and everybody that I know should sign up because that, I mean, people forget that socialization is such a big part of of like everyone's life, but especially if you can't. I remember doing exactly what you're saying, being at the end of a table and like wanting to be right in the conversation, but being like, what? I didn't hear half of what you just said. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I know. Like it's kind of bad and like also my friend who also uses a wheelchair had he was also he could walk too but not very well so he uses a wheelchair but he it was kind of like not unsafe for him to walk so he had yeah. to walk in order to sit next to me like two wheelchairs couldn't sit side by side at all
1: so not only could you not sit with your able body friends you couldn't even sit beside your disabled friends
0: yeah but he did he is able to walk like I said but his aide, his school aide, had to help him to actually transfer him onto the lunch table bench
1: which isn't the coolest thing when you're like yeah 15 I don't know I think I would have been mortified if I mean I hadn't I had an attendant for years and years when I was in high school and my attendant and I actually became really close We became, like, good friends, so, like, I didn't, and I was kind of a loner, so I didn't need to hang, I was like, I do not need the cool kids, I'll just be myself, whatever, but, like, and so we used to hang out a lot and just do our own thing, but, like, I can imagine if I wanted to be with the cool kids, having my attendant have to, like, transfer me would probably make everybody stare at you.
0: Yeah, it did, which I feel kind of bad but also, another bad part, there was no place to put his wheelchair, so they had to put his wheelchair right by the trash can.
1: Oh, no. And this is like... wait, yeah. But this is an American high school, right? So don't you have, like, the ADA where it's supposed to be, like, law where everything is accessible-ish? Uh,
0: there's still a lot of work to be done. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: What other parts so, of your high school would you want to be more accessible, like...
0: We have an elevator at school, and it's totally fine. I mean, it's super sketchy, and it creeps me out so bad. Oh much. No.
1: What kind of sketchy? Like, like is it too small for your chair? Because you're I, just from looking at you, I can tell your chair's pretty big. Like you have a big power chair.
0: Yeah, I have a power chair about your size.
1: Yeah. So, so, it's um, really, so what you're saying is, it's really hard to get in those tiny elevators, those really tiny boxy elevators.
0: Yeah, well, I can't turn around in it. So, I mean, the elevator opens up on both sides. But I know with the elevator, if I'm on the second story and we have a fire, I'm supposed to wait in a room. No. Yeah. And have the firefighters carry me down the stairs.
1: I mean, okay, look, I would love for a firefighter to carry me anywhere. (laughs) So I'm okay with that. That's, I'm totally fine with that. But the fact that you have to wait is so ableist and super dangerous. And I don't yeah. want you to have to wait. I don't want Autumn to die in a fire because somebody didn't get there. No, high school. Figure it out.
0: Yeah, so um, a so-called fireproof room, which I'm making quotation marks right now because it's not and they gave us a gallon of water and one towel.
1: And what are you supposed to do? You're, you're, just supposed to, you're just supposed to sit there with the water and what, douse yourself? Yep, I think so. But you're also in an electric chair.
0: Yep, so that's going to get ruined so, too.
1: Yeah, and like electrocution and water and like death. No, and this is so bad. I don't like the throw. no no yeah
0: so i figured that out like uh that's not going to work and at the time i had two classes in the so-called fireproof room was not even by any of my classes
1: oh no so you'd have to get to the fireproof room that's horrible yeah so
0: yeah i'm like uh this is not gonna work out
1: no, that's Danger Bay. Like, that's just not safe for you. No, no, I don't like that at all. Um, any other parts of your, any other parts of the school that, or are there any parts of the school that are, like, 100% accessible for you?
0: Yeah, Mesa, uh, mainly the, like, the main floor has, like, yeah. you can tell that there used to be, like, steps because the school was built before ADA. But then they added, like, ramps over the steps. And so the steps just – i mean, and so there's, like, ramps all over the place. It's pretty cool.
1: Good. At least they have ramps. But they yeah. – but you need to fix those fireproof ramps, friends. Like, that's not going to work. That's not no. – no. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit more, him about how your high school experience in particular has been ableist and, like, and Anna, uh, <laughs> just the like leg on your face. You're like, oh my God, I have so much to tell you. But also tell me that first, but then also tell me how do you think the school system everywhere in America and everywhere can do better to be less ableist?
0: Okay, so I am currently a sophomore in high school. Before my story takes place when I was a freshman. So I've had an independence aide or whatever you call them. PCA. Since yeah, since since kindergarten, and I've only had two really bad ones.
1: That's pretty good. That but so this bad. really
0: bad one, my freshman year, it was super bad.
1: Oh so, no! I'm ready for the story. I'm so ready. Let's go. Break it down for me, Autumn. Break it down.
0: You're gonna go like, WTF?
1: Oh my god, I'm sure there'll so, be many there'll be many posts after I hear this story. Like, don't be surprised if you see a post or two after I hear the story.
0: Yeah. So um I had an aide. She was amazing, but unfortunately she got a scholarship to a college. And
1: which is great for her, but crappy for you. Yeah.
0: So around Christmas time, like right before winter break, she was like, I'm sorry I had to leave you because I, I need to go back to college. This is an opportunity that I never got to have. So, which I was super disappointed about. Like, um, but it was so sad.
1: Yeah, because, Man. Like, because like losing, losing your care, people, people forget is like losing someone that you have to build trust in, especially I found like, because I had a really, I had some really good caregivers when I was in high school too, and losing them was like, what but i trust you we do all the stuff together and they're gonna leave what oh my god
0: yeah so she was amazing but i still have contact with her which is good, good. let's see um so i had a substitute and a substitute got hired uh she was a good substitute but when she got hired she just like i don't know what happened but she just like was so like ableist like she refused to do her job.
1: Well, and so kind of I have an
0: IEP which gets me all the co- all the leg. So I with one of my accommodations and my IEP, I uh have and for some, IEP
1: like, for anyone who's listening it's like what's an IEP? IEP yeah. is like like what's an in something education plan, I can't remember what the I stands for
0: individualized education plan that's
1: right it's basically for yeah all the gimpy kids who need help they give us these plans and they like write them down and figure out what what our needs are and like they try their best and i'm putting best in huge quotation marks because they try their best to be accessible but they're not often so anyway sorry so you had that you had your iep
0: so yeah so, one of my accommodations in my IP is to have someone write for me because of fatigue. Yeah, and you have scribe. Yeah, so we're taking notes. I asked my aide to write for me, and she's like, No, I want you to write. I'm like, uh, Well, I want you to write. I need you to <laughs> write. And she's like, No, I want you to write. But then eventually she writes the first page. Then she says, oh, this page has drawing on it. So I want you to do this. I'm like, uh, no.
1: And also we don't need to do the drawing because it's a text. Was it a textbook?
0: No, it was, um, like a PowerPoint. And then we had to copy the
1: notes. Like
0: okay, the, yeah. So you just
1: yeah. the writing, not the-, not the picture.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm like, uh, and then like, Eventually, like, I don't know. She was just giving me such a hard time about it.
1: Like, this happened. Sorry. Like forcing you to be, like, independent when you yeah, just yeah. It, when you just want help and you just want to do – you just want the writing done quickly so you don't have to worry about it. Like, my, my attendant and I had a rule where in the classroom, he would write it, and I would go home, and I would type it up so that I could – learn whatever he wrote so that i'm still doing the work but in the classroom if i'm having if i'm I'm tired or i can't catch up or i'm not fast enough like i don't have to worry because he's taking notes
0: yeah so i said every excuse like oh i'll study them when i get home i'll look them over that stuff but still she gave me such a hard time then we go up to mice third hour and it's kind of hard to explain but we were like copying something off the board and these questions were like so long and I'm like oh no and I'm like oh can you write this and she's like no I'm not gonna write it I'm gonna take a picture and then you can copy it I'm like what so
1: just write it for me like why is it so complicated
0: but that was like the last thing that happened because then corona shut down all the schools so i'm so glad that happened at the time it
1: did oh wow it just happened to you yeah oh no okay well so school here's my advice to you don't hire this person back after corona like if it give autumn someone new you should start a petition to get a kool-aid can we? Can I? Can we start that vision to being a cool PCA for the rest of your high school years?
0: That would be awesome. Right now, um, I started school back. This is going to be, I think, my fourth week. But I did get this amazing aide, so she's pretty awesome right now. So I think I'll have her for the rest of my school years. But
1: Good. I'm glad
0: that I don't have the other one, the bad yeah. one. However, she did get higher back. In a different
1: school. Oh no. In the same
0: school district. So
1: I mean, okay, look, AIDS, PCAs, PSWs, whatever you are to the person's EAs, educational assistants, whatever you are to them. Please, if a disabled kid says to you, I can't write this because I have fatigue, or I just can't write this because I'm not gonna remember, or I just need you to write this because I need you to write this, could you please just write it for them? Because they still have to do the work, they're still gonna fail the test if they don't study, so like just help them, please, please, just help them,
0: yeah, or just like anything in general, like everything that asked from them is really reasonable, and like I don't take advantage of what I need and that stuff,
1: yeah, so plus.
0: yeah, so just anything in general, just do it. but also the same aid oh i know you're gonna freak out after this i'm ready but she so with an electric wheelchair it's basically with like a little knobby thingy or a handle whatever you call it yeah yeah your joystick yeah and so if you touch it with a simple touch, you can just go flying across the class. Yeah,
1: you can, oh, no, did you fly? flying? Oh, no, did you touch? Oh, okay, okay, okay. What is the story?
0: So, my bad aide, she just went like this to my controller, I meant to my joystick, in the middle of class. Uh-oh. And she's like, oh, I was just joking. I was bored and wanted to see your reaction. What? Uh-huh.
1: No. Oh. Like,
0: like I've had students touch my joystick or like little kids, but this is the first time ever that I had a, an adult like touch my joystick.
1: Oh wow. Um, okay, this is this is something that I say on my Instagram all the time. Don't fucking touch my chair without my permission. And especially if you're helping a disabled person, don't fucking touch their chair without their permission. Did you go launch did you get launched across the room?
0: No, I didn't. I only like clicked.
1: Okay. I good. think you know what?
0: Yeah. But yeah. like she literally freaking did it in the middle of class while the teacher was teaching.
1: Oh no. And just because she was bored. Yeah. That's horrible. I would have did you lodge a complaint?
0: Yeah, I feel so bad for my case manager because my case manager had to handle my bad aid. And so, like, my aid was just, like, unteachable because, like, she would help me. Well, she would try to help me when I didn't need help. Like, she would follow me up to the board when I didn't need her or she would follow me. Around the classroom when I didn't need her.
1: That's so weird. But when you do need her, she told you that you had to to write the thing or draw the thing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yep. And then when I said I didn't need her when she was being super hovery, she called me saucy. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like this is a perfect example of infant- infantilization that we talk about all the time. Like... And also because you're a teenager and you're going through not only are you going through teenagehood, you're also going through disabilityhood at the same time. And like, you're allowed to have emotions about that. Like that's it's all right. Yeah,
0: in front of the whole stinking class. Like,
1: wait a minute! She called you saucy in front of everyone.
0: Uh huh. Oh because, no. Because. So I'll just tell you the story.
1: Yeah, go on. Um,
0: so I was in Japanese class. Cool. I speak Japanese. Amazing. So, um, one of the things, it would, I volunteered to be class instructor for the day.
1: Good for you. And
0: cool. yeah, and so that's important
1: for like a number of reasons because we never see instructors in wheelchairs, so that's uh, that's actually really cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. So it was actually a pretty fun job. We would like say the greeting, take attendance, and that stuff. And so she like follows me up does this big deal of like gathering her phone and keys and that stuff. and she's like hold on autumn i'll be right there in a minute i'll help you and i'm like uh i don't really need help right now and she's like
1: and you like oh, out loud i don't need help right now in front, of, in front of everybody to be like thanks i don't need you go away
0: yeah so uh she's like see i told you you were being saucy
1: oh no no, yep. no, no, no. Anybody who is training to be a PSW, and I know there are a few of you who listen to my show who are training to do PSW work, listen to this and take note. Don't do this.
0: Yeah, so that that day I basically just, like, there's a fly right here. Okay. The, that day I basically just, like, had it because I know earlier at lunch I elevated my chair up my chair has an elevator feature
1: to like reach
0: stuff yeah
1: mine does not i'm jealous
0: (laughs) yeah well um i elevate my chair up to pat my friend's head and so bad a number two let's just call her that she's like get down, Autumn, that's unsafe. Get down, get down, that's dangerous. I'm like, uh, no, that's not safe. That's not unsafe. That's perfectly fine. And yeah. she's like, get down, get down, blah, blah, blah. And she's oh, like... Oh, no. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. And she's like, you're being saucy, Autumn.
1: I mean, I kind of want to name this podcast episode saucy, Autumn, just because it's hilarious. But... <laughs> but like did she do this in front of all your friends
0: yep she did that in front of my parapro my friends mean, my we call it paraprofessionals or parapro for short but yeah so she said that in front of my my friend's aide who's also is in a wheelchair and then my other friend so god yeah Mhm.
1: Um, and yeah, she I'm, said
0: that. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I might have to call this episode "Saucy Autumn."
0: <laughs> you totally should.
1: should. It's too good. Um, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You were finishing the story.
0: Yeah. So, and then I don't know. I'm just like pissed off at this point. And so, in the and after lunch, I had fourth hour, which is English. And I wanted to turn in a paper because one I could reach it, and two I just wanted to. And so I elevate up, turn in my paper, go back down, and then my aide is like looks at me and she's like super con- condescending, like she's like, "Oh, good job, honor yay!" And she like claps for me.
1: Is she. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so oh like, no.
0: Like in front of all my classmates, and then bad number two. Um, she would help in the bathroom with my aide and with me, and then my aide is like, "Oh, guess what? Autumn did in fourth hour today. She elevated up, and she's like, to my." to the first day who called me saucy and so after that that's when the japanese thing happened and that was like one of the first things that happened so, so
1: <laughs> that was like your first week in being a freshman
0: no it was like uh one of the first things that after everything went downhill
1: so oh, that's, yeah okay well this is a, this is a perfect example of everything you shouldn't do when you're helping somebody please don't talk to us like we're children please don't clap for us when we do things we know we can do and if we tell you we don't need help just trust us and if we tell you we need help there's a reason why we need we're asking you
0: exactly i wish people would know this more like like I don't my know. Age,
1: when I was a teenager, his name was Brian and we were really close and he was he was about twenty years my senior. He was like like I was fourteen when I met him and he was like in his thirties when we spent reading together. He was the nicest man. He understood that when I wanted time with my friends, he would leave. And when I wanted time to try to be social, he would go. As I got older I realized that high school kids are the worst and I don't want to be friends with any of them, so I was like, Well, this is silly. But like he would make an effort to like, oh, I see you're trying to like do stuff. I'm gonna be off in the corner here. Like I'm gonna go away. But if I needed him for something, he was right there. Or if I felt lonely or sad or didn't want to be around the kids that were mean to me, like he was there and we bonded in this really cool friend kind of way that made me feel really safe to can like be his friend. But he understood that I was a human being.
0: Yeah, that's, like, my A now. She's, like, absolutely amazing. So, yeah. But did I tell you, speaking of lunch, uh, I actually had a friend say to me that she didn't want to sit next to me because of my aid
1: oh, that's at lunch. Yeah. That's the worst. It's hard enough for us to make friends already because we're disabled. So when someone comes to you and says, I can't sit with you because you're you're attendance being a weirdo that's or being making me uncomfortable or whatever it is like that's a big red flag yeah any of you who are training to be psws if you see somebody with their friend and they don't need you or they want to be cool your job is to sit there quietly and let whatever conversation happen happen
0: yeah so and then, like, my, like, whenever I want to talk to a friend or whatever, she would, like, automatically jump in and, like, try to join the conversation. It was horrible.
1: No! Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I want to ask you, though, So so, because of those horror stories, how do you think that the high school system, if you were to, like, if you were to, like, be the principal for a day. And if you would like to make changes to the system to make it easier for disabled students, what would you do?
0: Okay, so I would, so with disabled people and with our one-on-one aides, we are actually not allowed to choose them. They choose us. So if I was not the principal, but the superintendent, I would allow all the kids who need one-on-ones that are old enough actually
1: choose their own aid yeah yeah Uh, don't feel too bad because i'm 30 i'm 36 and i don't get to choose my aid either so don't feel bad about it. yeah i know don't feel feel too bad i don't get a choice either so but yeah i think when you're a kid and i mean in some ways i'm glad that i couldn't choose my aid because he ended up being a really cool guy and we like bonded in a way that i And we still talk occasionally today, and so, like, he was a really good guy. So I'm glad that they chose him for me, but I remember being 15. I wanted a cool person to be my aide. I wanted, like, a cool, hip, like, person to hang out with.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, my aide is absolutely amazing. I'm glad she got me because she has super high seniority, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, you. Yeah, the disabled kid definitely deserves the the choice to be to, to choose who they get to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then if I was a principal, I would definitely get accessible lunch tables and ASAP.
1: So, Autumn's principal, if you're listening, get them now.
0: Yes, I mean my principal is pretty cool, so.
1: So you can play this episode for them and say, "Look, Andrew Garza, who is like a super famous disability activist, says you should get."
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I'll do a I'll PSA. will do a PSA for your school, and I'll be I'll also like, "Hi, I'm uh, Autumn's friend, and I have disabilities too, and here's why you need a lunch table."
0: Yeah, definitely. I bad. mean, like, all they need to do is take out. There's like two benches so that they can fold up. They just need to take out like one bench and then like to two three or two or three wheelchairs can like sit next to each other and then plus able-bodied friends
1: what about the football games like i know that football's big in america it's not so big here in canada but like i know it's huge in america do you are they is that accessible if i wanted to like go and have a crush on one of the football players could i go watch him play football <laughs>
0: Um I don't I'm not a, I don't know. Let's see. Um I'm not a fan of sports that much so I don't really watch them and I don't really go to games. But I would imagine that the bleachers that they have are not accessible or they're accessible but they're like either up very high where you can't see it or down very low where you're too close to the field.
1: So I could, what you're saying is couldn't have a professional football player. Yeah. the football games well that school come on yeah if if I want to have a crush on a football player I should be allowed to anyway yeah (laughs) um what was I wanted to ask you about so what kind of events like in the school what kind of events right now are really inaccessible to you that you want to be a part of that aren't other than lunch hmm
0: Let's see. Um, the dances are really late. I've only gone to one, and my body was like wiped out for a whole week. So I would suggest that they have earlier dances.
1: Yeah, like yeah, a two, a 2. forty-five dance, two forty-five to five. I mean, yeah. Like, instead of like eight to 2.45 to five. But I, I, I remember. I don't have fatigue as much as you do, but I do remember being like hating the dances because I go there and I go alone and I go in my wheelchair and none of the kids knew what to do with me there with my big wheelchair on the dance floor when you were there did you feel the same way
0: yeah so I actually went with my friend who's also in a wheelchair and then my other friend so we were mostly put off to the side because the middle of the dance floor was too crowded nobody would move out or away that stuff, so,
1: yeah. People are are great. Don't worry, when you get older and start going to clubs, the same thing happens, so you're not missing anything.
0: Yeah, so.
1: Nothing will change.
0: I wish stuff would change, though, in school and in, like, the The human world. world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, school's where it starts. If we had all this stuff (laughs) when we were teenagers that was accessible for us, like, you talked about the, eleva- the elevator in your school. does it, it's, a, it's a push button, right?
0: Yeah, it's a push. No, no, it's not. It's a key.
1: Yeah, mine was a key too. And it was so, I, I'm assuming you have limited dexterity too, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I can't do keys because I don't have enough strength in my hand. And my wrist, my right wrist can't twist at all. And I can't reach. So, so
1: if you I'm want- stuck. So if you wanted to go by yourself, you can't even go by yourself. So really, that's not even accessible to you, really. If you can't use it by yourself, is it really accessible? Probably not.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. That's, yeah.
1: Wow, because I had a key, and it was the worst. I hated it, having to, like, try to get the key in the slot and then turn the key. It was horrible.
0: Yeah, so my aid has to do that. I always go with my aid, and there's, like, barely enough room for both of us in the elevator. I know, like one of the clubs that I joined, it was Japanese anime club, which that didn't last long for me. Why,
1: why am I not surprised but... that you would join the anime club? Why does it not surprise me <laughs> in the least?
0: Yeah. So um, that was one day we couldn't do it on the first floor, so it was located upstairs, and I had to go in the elevator with a Japanese teacher.
1: And go downstairs. Uh, Yeah. Boo. Boo. Yeah. That sucks. Um, So we've been talking kind of throughout this whole episode about how, 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 like, I remember when I was in high school, how awkward and uncomfortable it was when the other kids made me feel like, just how they made me feel as a disabled kid. It was so, I wanted so badly to fit in, to make friends, to go to parties, like I went to one party and I told this story before, I'll tell it again because you're here now. Um, I went to this one party that I really wanted to go to. This really popular girl was having it. And like, I thought I would get to kiss a boy for the first time when I went there. So I was all excited because I'm, I'm going to go and do this. Like it never happened. But so they invited me and I found out later that they only invited me because they were told they had to. And then oh my God. when I got to the venue, to the, to the girl's house, she realized how inaccessible their house was. So I got there and they realized they couldn't get me in. And so I called my dad 10 minutes later and I was like, can you pick me up? I, I need to go home because I couldn't get the menu. And I just remember feeling so like so upset because this was my one chance to be cool and I didn't get to have it again.
0: Yeah, that's that's really sad. I know I don't really get invited to parties. I see. I got invited to one of my friend's parties who was in a wheelchair in the summer, but that's about it. I can't really do people's houses test off, So
1: Do you, do you like, and I guess my bigger question was, how do you handle the pressure of like wanting to fit in and wanting to be cool and wanting to like, cause I remember when I was 15, there was so much pressure to do that and to want to be cool and to want to be hip and to like to want to you know do all the stuff and i couldn't do any of that do you do you as a disabled teen feel that pressure now
0: yeah well yeah most of the time because it's very hard for me to fit in with all the able-bodied kids and they just like kind of like look at me weird but i know my eighth i talked about she had a lot to do with that too
1: the cool so one? oh yeah the the 80s is the reason the why bad was, one the the, yeah. the bad the bad age is the reason why all the kids look to you weird.
0: yeah, but also they still do that anyway. I mean, we have virtual school now, so I don't have to worry about that now, but that's it
1: i mean- and so like do you what do you wish you could say to those kids? what do you wish you could tell them? right those able-bodied kids look you weird like what do you want to say to those kids
0: that we're just like you that we're just human just like you and that we're like we have feelings too
1: yeah and i'll i'll piggyback on that and say like our feelings are deeper because we don't get the chances to do that you do so we observe everything everything is a little bit extra hard for us and not for every to person, but for me when i was a teenager like everything was extra intense because I wanted it so badly and I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be cool and I wanted friends and I wanted parties. And I couldn't do any of that. So when you look at me weird and you tell me that I, you know, you, or you don't include me or you just don't think about what I need, it hurts that much more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know partner work is always really hard because either I'm stuck alone because inaccessibility in the classroom or, if it's mandatory, like, we have to be partners, they usually just look at me funny and just, like, don't say anything to me. Like, they don't include me. Oh, and they look no. at me like I have, like, three heads.
1: Also, disabled kids have really good ideas, so partner with us, because yeah, our ideas will probably get you that A, able-bodied kid. So, if you want that A, partner with us. Maybe not. Maybe not all of us. But I had really good ideas when I was a kid, but I felt the same way you did, like, Whenever it was time to partner with kids, I felt like, oh god, I have to partner. I don't want it. Like, that's so awkward because you're like, who is gonna pick me? And then
0: I know, or you're usually stuck with like the kid that's like
1: that doesn't want to do the work at all. That yeah, want to be there.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and like, I just remember really specifically being always feeling so awkward when they're like, okay, it's time to partner up, and you could see like the popular kids pick each other like yeah yeah and then me at the back being like uh, or the front being like uh and sometimes the teacher would say like they'd see that I was left out and immediately be like okay Andrew so you can go with this person and I just be like oh god no and like please let me do it yeah wrong. I would always advocate to the teacher I'd say like can you please let me just do it by myself I'll do better by myself so let me do it by myself
0: yeah so yeah
1: how do you so how do you we talked about that there is pressure for you to fit in and but how do you what do you do to not feel that pressure like what do you do to feel what do you do to be like oh screw it i'm not gonna worry about that what do you what do you do
0: um i just usually just like focus on my work hang out on my phone if i'm allowed to that stuff
1: cool cool because so. kids are the worst um I know. Um, one another another question that I have for you that I didn't write down that I had when you were talking. What would you do to make the classroom experience more accessible for you?
0: Oh, don't have the desks in rows because the classroom is not big enough for that. And
1: like, and I can only like, go in, chair, like yeah,
0: one spot. And I'm usually right in front of the door. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so if, all, if all
1: the kids go stampeding because of a fire drill,
0: mm-hmm. you're stuck. Yeah.
1: And so, like, what in what, what configuration would you choose for the room to be in? Like a circle or, like?
0: I have no idea. Um, maybe bigger. Yeah. Like, I know my Japanese room. I could go pretty much, like, on the front of the room, the side of the room, the back of the room. But it's just how they, like, arrange the desk. I know, like, they have so many kids, and they have a limited space. But there needs to be a way that the disabled person can be included with the kids.
1: I think, yes, I agree. I totally agree with that. But I also think that, like, a circle will be good because then your wheelchair has enough space to do everything, and if you need to yeah. be in, if you need to be in the center of the room as a disabled get like so what as long as your big power chair can get in there, Now I remember when I was in high school, the bathroom that I had in high school was mine was surprisingly <laughs> big, we had a shower, we had like just enough room to get me on <laughs> the toilet and stuff. What is yours like?
0: okay, so um mine. Has a toilet and a sink. Obviously, is a bathroom. It's pretty big. It has a bi- It's big enough for my the bathroom chair, the lift, and my wheelchair. Plus, two. Oh, wow,
1: they have a lift.
0: Two other. Yeah, we have a lift, and then because
1: really? when I was in school, they didn't have a lift. The guy had to lift me on the toilet.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I also have a shower and so called locker room. Except I use a boys' bathroom. Oh. Yeah, and like men, like grown men, has walked in on, has walked in on us, more than once. I know the That's, principal has taken care of us, but the principal has like talked to them or whatever. Yeah,
1: but I'm but like, like, why don't they give you? Why don't they give you like a family washroom, like a a a disabled washroom that was just for me like my washroom in the school I remember it didn't have it wasn't marked so nobody knew what it was I knew what it was but nobody knew what it was and so like I like that because I could just go in there if I wanted to and take however long I needed to do whatever I had to do and it was big enough just for me like the fact that that grown people are walking in on you feels really inappropriate
0: yeah so um ours is labeled and it's supposed to be used because my bathroom during the day and when when whenever we have like uh sports practice or sports games and that stuff that's used for the boys
1: no well all my yeah with all your lifters in there and your like shower chair no what if they get weird and drunk and want to like play with your no i don't (sighs) like that i know no it is, used to
0: be worse.
1: What? It? Tell me the story.
0: <gasps> okay, so this bathroom, they had to, like, fix some things before I could actually, like, move in there. So I used one of the main bathrooms with, like, it had, like, I think, like, four stalls, and then one was a handicapped, disabled stall. And actual kids would go in there. No. And they would um, either, like, my stuff mess with that and while well, my bathroom was going to be made that sucks yeah so we need a special handicap bathroom disabled bathroom
1: you can say so, you can say you can say whatever Whatever feels good for you is fine disabled I, but i call
0: it like well, that's
1: what everybody calls it they all call it the handicap bathroom so you just get used to being like yep yeah um that that sucks because like i would really be uncomfortable if somebody touched my stuff
0: yeah i know like one day they had uh like a game or whatever and they moved all of our gloves wipes all like all that stuff to one of the like storage closets or whatever and we didn't know where where it was and they were like, and we found that out when I, it was my bathroom time.
1: So you had to pee or do something and you couldn't.
0: Yep. And we yeah. were like, oh, no, where's all, all our stuff?
1: That's horrible. Um, they should have a room. If they ever do renovations for you over the next couple of years, tell them they need a room that's unmarked, that only you and your attendant have a key to. Maybe not even a key, maybe just like a push button that locks. Because that way if you want to go in there with a friend and like if someone else needs to help you and your attendant's not there, I don't know, if somebody else who isn't your attendant needs to help you, you can access the room without it being this huge like thing.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a super good idea. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but principal...
1: Principal, if you're listening, uh, yeah, that. you can give him my email address. and that says you this. Here's some options for you. I do consulting work, so they need somebody to teach them what to do. Like, I can.
0: Yes, help. I mean, one of her emails for the school was is uh, just popped up my, on my phone. I did not find the words right.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I can
0: totally send her your email.
1: Do it. Be like, hey, Andrew Garza says... No, But I think, you know, they—they they, these people that create these bathrooms, whether it's in a school or in an airport or something, they need somebody who knows what they're doing. So they should go to you and say, Autumn, what do you need in this bathroom? Like, what would work for you? And you should be guiding them instead of them making a room that you can't access.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, that would be totally awesome. I mean, they did take out, like, a... Stall in the, yeah, they took out a stall because like the, the toilet chair couldn't fit in the stall, so, but now if someone opens up the door and I'm like doing whatever I need to do, I'm the first thing that they see.
1: Oh no! So you have no privacy. Yeah. That sucks. Cause when I was fifteen, all I wanted was privacy. I mean. That's all I want now too, but like, as you get older, you'll notice that that, because you're gonna need so much help with different people, your like, desire for privacy. As you get older, you start to not care so much about it. You say, oh yeah, whatever, fine. But like, at 15, that's all I wanted, was to be left alone, to no one to look at me ever.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'm pretty used to it because that's all I've ever known. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, totally um what would you you know you mentioned in your questionnaire to me that there are a lot of ableist jokes that people say to you um and you oh
0: my just, god okay
1: tell, so tell me some of the jokes that people say that, you, that piss you off the most and then tell me how you think that or give me some tips on how somebody who wants to like joke around with you could joke around with you and not be ableist
0: okay um let's see so, relating back to the bad aids, one of their jokes in the, during bathroom time, and I was transferred to the shower chair. I would, due to low muscle tone, I'm unable to hold my torso up straight. So, I would like slump to the side. Yeah. And she would used to call me Droopy Flower.
1: It feels weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I know, I one of then also my bath hair bro, uh I was in Japanese and I reclined my wheelchair, like, a little bit, but not like a whole lot. Yeah. And she would joke around and say, Oh, are you tired? You can take a nap. Are you tired? Are you going to sl- go to sleep? blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And she got on going on. And I'm like, no, my back is hurting really bad.
1: In front of everybody. Yep. Oh, no. See, this is why disabled people have a hard time making friends because people say stuff like this to us and then we get shy and awkward and weird and we can't, we don't know how to be cool because everybody says weird stuff to us.
0: Yeah, I know, like, uh, and then each day I pass, I know you, I know, like, every wheelchair person, every wheelchair user gets these. they're, like, I know one person in particular, or one of the staff, and each time I pass to go to the bathroom, he's, like, oh, hey, Speedy, or, like, or, like, uh, hey, do you have a license for that thing? Oh, I think you're going too fast. Oh, Autumn isn't going fast today.
1: One of the staff said that to you?
0: Every single day, one of
1: the counselors. The counselor, the one that's supposed to know what to do.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. And the special ed counselor.
1: No! Are they supposed to have training on how to not be ableist?
0: Oh, I did not have a... The special ed counselor... I don't like it because it's like every like kid has an IP or whatever. They have this this counselor for all like the special ed kids. I'm like, that doesn't sit right with me because one that's ableist. And two, I'm yeah. like, why can't we have a regular counselor?
1: Yeah, why do you need why do you need to have the special ed counselor? And also the whole idea of special ed period is ableist.
0: Yeah, I know. And get this. They call, like, the individualized classrooms. I know my friend who also uses a wheelchair. He had brain surgery, so he was, like, behind on some stuff. So the classrooms that they call them, they call it the self-contained classroom. Ew. Yeah. What? Yep, and they call the bus self-contained bus, which I ride because it's the only bus that has a
1: wheelchair with. Why can't they just call it the wheelchair bus?
0: Yeah, I know. Or like the classroom, uh, we were thinking like individualized education or whatever.
1: Yeah, individualized education classroom. That way, that way, somebody with an individual disability could self-contain. Yeah. Oh no, it sounds like you're a virus. Yeah, I know. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm like... Who picked these names? Who decided this?
0: Yeah, like, this language needs to change.
1: Yeah, 100%, because then all these people are going to go on the world with ableist viewpoints because of the language they learned in high school.
0: Exactly. Like, this needs to change so bad.
1: So bad. Yeah. one second I gonna ask? So, so yeah, the, the your 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 pair person, what's it called?
0: A uh, paraprofessional professional, or you could just call them aides, or whatever
1: you want to call them. So your aide called you "drubby flower." Your yeah. One of the counselors asked you how fast you're going. What what advice would you give to somebody who wants to make a joke to a disabled teenager? about their disability, like or, or around their disability, but wants to be, like, playful, what would you say to them? Hmm. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, don't do it. Stay away from the wheelchair jokes. Stay away from, like, like oh, you can take a nap in that thing. Or, oh, hey, Speedy, just don't do it. And get to know the person first before you make their jokes. See yeah. if the other post- person, like, We'll make makes the joke. Their with joke. You. Yeah. yeah,
1: if they make the joke with you, it's probably safe for you to make the joke. Um, I used to have kids say to me all the time, "Oh man, your wheelchair is so cool. Like, I want a chair like that." And I'm like, "Do you really? Do you really want the disability that comes with it? You probably don't. So, like, don't say that, kid. You, I know you're trying to be cool, but that's not cool." Yeah, I got
0: that a lot back in elementary school. Not so much now in high school. They're more like, uh, they're more self-conscious. Other questions that they ask and what they say. So what but I know every once in a while they I get that.
1: What kind of questions do the kids ask you about your?
0: Oh, they're just like, oh, um, basically like what happened or like why are you in a wheelchair or.
1: Oh, so yeah. all, the, all the usual stuff we get nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Glad to know that it doesn't change. Awesome. Uh, um, So, Autumn, what advice would you give to disabled teens today, as a disabled teen? What would you say to other disabled teens out there in the world who who are going through this for the first time? How would you guide them through not only being a teenager, but also being disabled?
0: Advocate for yourself and... If something's not right with like school or whatever, advocate and advocate and advocate some more. Just and also just like just be yourself and,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I would say advocate, but it's also okay to be a teenager. It's also okay to have yeah, fun. definitely. It's also okay to play. It's also okay to have days where you don't think about your disability as much. Like it's okay to do that because I think a lot of stuff I'm seeing right now with disability activism is we're supposed to be doing disability activism all the time and that's great but also like when I was 15 I just wanted to be 15. I just wanted to.
0: Yeah just want to have fun.
1: Yeah and so like what kind of stuff do you do for fun?
0: Uh, I read a lot like reading is seriously amazing and I read every kind of book and let's see I like to hang out with my friends
1: and it's cool that you kind of have, so. you have a lot of like disabled friends when you were at school, because I, because I never really had that. So it's cool that you have. So when, I went in, when I went to college, I had a lot of disabled friends, but in high school, I didn't have a lot of disabled friends or any disabled friends, really. So it was kind of cool that you have that now.
0: See, I only had one, but then he moved to a different school for a senior year. So I don't think I'll have another one this year.
1: Boo. Which is sad. Well, you might. They might have invisible disabilities, and you just don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I love I I'm, I love this next question because I want to know you because what advice would you do you have for parents of disabled teens? How? What is the? How did I write this question down? So yeah, the question was, what advice would you have for parents with disabled teens, and how would you? How, how what would you tell them to guide their kid through puberty and all that teenage stuff? But also, how do you think parents can learn more about their kid's disability to to help them through?
0: Hmm. Um. Well, the parent
1: Like needs... if, you could, if you could sit down with your parents right now and be like, "Hey, here's what yeah. I want you to
0: know." Let's see. Um, ableism and how the world is not always kind to us, and that. Um, just let your kid have fun. I know like, my uh, parents are pretty awesome, but yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, the fact that your dad built you a shower, like a, a room in your house for you because you couldn't get up the stairs after your spinal fusion that's pretty cool. I
0: know, yeah, it is so, like
1: 10 points for Autumn's dad. Like, that's pretty <laughs> cool. um, Yes, and I, I also love to, to talk to parents of disabled people too because I love to get their perspective so if either your parents want to come on and like talk about that I'd love to sit down with your parents yes
0: I'll pass a message
1: to them that would be so fun um this was such a fun interview and I loved sitting down with you so much today it brought me back to being 15 all over again
0: wow I want to go to adulthood though
1: it's coming five more years not even not even not even three more years and technically you'll be there um college yeah you'll have a great time in college you, college will be hopefully by then way more accessible for you and, and i promise you in college they will have lunch tables that are accessible for you you promised
0: no all sorry, right
1: but i but i but no but i hope so i really hope there are
0: if there are then i will do something about it
1: and if there aren't you can come for me and say you promised why didn't why are there Uh, yeah um this was so fun i love this so much autumn how do people get a hold of you how can they follow your stuff how can they talk to you more
0: okay so i have an instagram tiktok and uh just instagram and tiktok so my um, Instagram is it's dot autumn here, but with it's it's three S's I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then my TikTok is wheelchair.girl. So yeah.
1: Awesome. I'll make sure that all that's in the show notes for today. Um, I'll make sure that all your stuff is there. And this was just thank you for being so honest about your experience being a disabled teen. It was really, really. I've wanted to do an episode like this, I swear to you, for years. So the fact that this happened makes me really happy.
0: Oh, uh, you need more disabled teens following your Instagram and Twitter.
1: <laughs> I got to be careful, though, because some of the stuff that I post is, like, not super teen friendly, so.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, true.
1: So, but, but that being said, I do want to talk to more disabled teens about their experience, because I think that experience of being disabled and a teenager, no one's really talking about that very much and i think they deserve a space too and sometimes emotionally i'm 15 so i want to talk with if you're a disabled teen and you're listening to this i want to talk to you
0: yes yeah i think i might
1: i might know someone who wants to talk to you yeah pass their pass their name along to me i'd love that so much be so fun autumn this is so great and this is such a fun interview you and i are of course going to talk more on the on the Instagram because we always do, but uh, um, yes, this is so. Is there any last parting words you want to say for you?
0: Hmm, I love your tattoos.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> my Simba one, and my wheelchair one, and my like my unicorn one, and yeah, like, sexy leather guy one. Yeah, no, it was uh, there. The, do you have any? Do you want to get some?
0: Yeah, I want to get. I want to get a tattoo. I want to get, like, one of the three E love, filter Horse, but, like, rainbow.
1: Do it. Do it.
0: Yes. And when Not now. It. My mom won't let me get it until, like, I'm 20 or something. So.
1: Well, that's probably good because. Yeah. Wants, she wants to make sure you want it before. Because there are a couple that I have that I was like, did I need that tattoo? No.
0: Oh, man. I love
1: them. Like, I love all of them. They're great, but I'm like, eh, did I really, like, there's, there's a couple that I got to impress a boy, so it's like, why? Why, Andrew? Why? So, but, but, we're, we, you and I could talk for three more hours, but this is a great interview. You're the best. It was so fun to finally sit down with you, and you and I will talk very soon, okay?
0: Yes.
1: Thanks, Autumn.
0: Yeah, thank you. We'll talk soon. Yes, definitely. Bye.
1: Bye. All right, friends. This has been another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm, of course, your host, Andrew Gerza, your number one queer and your disabled dick smith. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to com or follow me on all social media at It's Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at disaftdarkpod. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. We'd love to have you as a guest so you can shine a bright light on your disability story. If you want to support the show and get the show one day early along with ad-free versions of the show and a cool shout-out, you can head over to patreon.com disability after dark. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast shining a bright light on disability story. We'll see you next time. Bye. Copyright Notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations. Music was by Music by Space Robot Scientists. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music recordings, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright notice 2020.